Hello, this is Beverly Burroughs. Good morning, Bereans. We are uh, continuing our study on the names of God. This week we are studying the name El Shaddai. What does that name mean? It's the all-sufficient one. The literal meaning is Father God is lofty or God of the mountain. Um, the Septuagint and other early translations sometimes translate Shaddai as the Almighty, and it's often translated as God or Lord. Um, and But in Psalms 91, we see it um, translated um, the Almighty as well, and in some versions, the God of heaven. Also, the name of God, it's the name of God given in John Bunyan's Pilgrim Progress. Um, the Holy War made by King Shaddai upon Diabolus to regain the metropolis of the world or the losing and taking again of the town of Mansoul. That was written clear back in 1682 by John Bunyan. And it's a, a form of an allegory which tells the story of the, t- the town Mansoul or Mansoul. And through this town is... The, though this town is perfect and bears the image of a Shaddai or the Almighty, it is deceived to rebel and throw off his gracious rule, replacing it instead with the rule of Diabolus. And though Mansoul has rejected the kingship of Shaddai, he sends his own son, Emmanuel, to reclaim it. Shaddai is also the name that appears on the scripture boxes worn by the Jews, which is a set of um, black boxes leather boxes that are strapped to the head and the arm during prayer. The name uh, Shaddai appears 48 times in the Bible, Um, mostly actually in the book of John, uh, Job. However, this, the name for God is first used in Genesis. Um, In Genesis 17, it says, when Abraham was, Abram was 90 years old and nine, The Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Another version says, Walk before me and be pleasing in my sight. Um, So what is the significance of an Almighty God? It is important that God has the power to meet our needs, heal our bodies, restore what we have lost, and save our children deliver us from addictions, control, and anything that controls us. Um, Otherwise, he would be like us, very limited and finite in power and capabilities. Where and what in your life looks hopeless, beyond repair, beyond help? Um, Where do you feel desolate? God's might is far beyond ours because he is eternal, the everlasting God from before time and into the timeless future. He is the everlasting King of heaven. And as the sovereign God, he is answerable to no one. God does great and awesome wonders, miracles. There is nothing too hard for him. He has unlimited power. And he can, we cannot even imagine all that El Shaddai could, could accomplish in our lives. Exodus 6 Verses 2 and 3 says, And God spake unto Moses, that I am the Lord. I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob. And by the name, by the name of God Almighty, 
El Shaddai, but by my name Jehovah I was not known to them. But when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I am the Almighty God, El Shaddai. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee, and I will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face, and, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be called the father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but your name shall be called Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. So remember that um, Abram was, as far as producing a son, his body was as good as dead. And Sarah had long since stopped menstruating and was now menopausal. So, and we have areas in our life that look like that too, that it's like nothing can fix this. There's no way to get out of this mess. There's no way to reverse this. So how do we get a totally powerful God to take up our case? Um, is there a common denominator so that we could also be like Abram? Is it um, with him? It is bold confidence and outright faith in God and what he has said. So God says to him, walk before me and be blameless. Abraham could not do that apart from the power of God to transform. Galatians 3 verse 6 tells us the fact that Abraham believed was counted to him as righteousness. And can you see how everything with Abraham keeps pointing back to faith and God confidence? I know the enemy tries to wear us down after a problem has been there for a long time, but we can start looking away from the problem and start looking at God Almighty's ability to resolve it. Cry out to El Shaddai for deliverance, acknowledging nothing is too hard for him. Sometimes we are trying with all our might and we want to please God, but reason or well-meaning people lead us down a wrong path. And we, by the time we realize it, we're deep into trouble. And we are so grieved and wondered, how did I get here? How could I have gone this wrong? And even, and can, even can even God redeem this mess? But God had promised Abram a son in Genesis 12. But in Genesis 17, Sarah had um, contrived a way and figured out how God was going to do it. And she convinced Abraham to go along with it. So Abraham had sex with Hagar, Sarah's maid. And the entire idea was contrived by Sarah probably to prove that she was not the source of barrenness. It was Abraham. She probably thought Hagar was not going to conceive. Um, we spend too much time wondering, figuring out whose fault it is and if we can control this factor or that factor or the other. Um, but then when Abraham was, was not the one that was barren, Sarah was livid and trouble began. It's usually trouble that alerts us to the fact that we strayed. But Abraham's misstep did not derail God's plan. Abraham and Sarah had to learn that what God promises, he will give. He doesn't need our help. Therefore, sprang even there, even of one, 
Hebrew tells us, and him as good as dead as far as bearing children, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand, which is by the seashore, innumerable. And Sarah's body was as good as dead as far as being able to bear children too. But El Shaddai can still accomplish his will. God still gave Abraham and Sarah the promised son Isaac. And any blunders you have made will not destroy God's plan for your life. All we have to do is repent, try to go do go back to where God where we left God's path, and He will restore us. That is that's Jesus' whole plan in coming to earth to redeem us from all that could harm and destroy us. Ask him to save you now, and he will. But God had promised a seed for Abraham. When God's time arrived, both of them initially laughed at the promise, but afterwards expressed faith in God's ability. The scripture tells us in Romans 4, And being not weak in faith, Abraham considered not his own body now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able to perform. Hebrews 11.11 also says, Through faith Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. God wants to do great things in our lives and we need to see him as he is the almighty God who is able to bring it to pass rather than staggering in unbelief at the greatness of the promise. We know that every name of God was also embodied in the Lord Jesus Christ. He also demonstrated um, the power, the infinite power of El Shaddai in meeting needs and restoring health unto the Israelis. He fed thousands from minimal provisions. He healed people, cast out demons that tormented them. He worked mighty miracles to assist his people and rescue them. He even raised people from the dead. Jesus demonstrated that God is almighty. We know that faith has that faith was the one thing that Christ was always looking for too. And anyone who made petition for him is like, do you believe? There was also a woman in scripture that had a bleeding disorder and she'd gone to all the doctors and, and they sent her to all the specialists and together they'd only served to make her broke and they brought no deliverance. But she was like, but she was like Abraham. She believed that Jesus could heal her and merely touched the hem of his garment and instantly the bleeding stopped. She knew the Almighty God had healed her. Let's make a list and write down all those areas in your life that you feel overwhelming. And I have them too. Things that look impossible and start expressing God confidence regarding these issues. I've, I have some problems that haven't changed for a very long time, and I need to see God act on my behalf. So let's start each day with declarations about who God is and what we know about Him from Scripture and from past experiences. What can we do to build God confidence? What can you do to build your faith in areas where you'd like to see change? It's like, let's get Scriptures that strengthen us and look for Scriptures that speak directly to our issues. 
There's a hymn that says it so beautifully. Praise the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. Oh, my soul, praise him, for he is thy health and thy salvation. All you who hear now to his temple draw near. Sing now in glad adoration. Praise the Lord who doth prosper thy work and defend thee, who from the heavens who from the heavens the streams of his mercy doth send thee. Ponder anew what the Almighty can do, who with his love doth befriend thee. And I, I like that phrase especially, ponder anew what the Almighty can do in our difficulties, in the light of who he is. Are the problems we're facing greater than a couple who are 100 years old trying to conceive? Um, sometimes we are aware that we're just going through something. It's not easy to, to, to hear, um, but we're struggling to remain strong in faith until God gets it through God gets us through this but our faith is so critical that we must do everything possible to nourish it speak it out loud even when even when our circumstances are screaming the contrary scripture teaches us do not cast away your confidence in God and his word because it has great recompense of reward the name El Shaddai speaks to us of God's power and sufficiency it also speaks to, speaks to us of the inexhaustible supply of God's riches and strength. And it reminds us of his strength is, and is, is made perfect. His strength is made perfect in our weakness and his fullness in our emptiness. God will give us grace to be sustained until we are delivered. But we are, we are always, we always, always, always have to get ourselves in a position of faith. El Shaddai responds to faith and will bring you through it. You are right. You are right. This too shall pass. God's grace will sustain you. Scripture tells us, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? With the obvious answer, no. There isn't anything too hard for you. Um, now let's look at that list. All those areas that we feel overwhelming. Let's look at them with the light of the truth of who El Shaddai is. There is nothing he cannot resolve, repair, or restore, or make new. Next week, God willing, we're covering another name of God. Thank you so much for listening today. And if you enjoyed today's Bible lesson, would you please subscribe on your podcast? podcatcher and review on itunes so others can find it let me pray for you for one moment father you are the almighty god who is greater than any problem we are facing help us to stand strong in faith and the one who is able to sustain and bless us and to bring every promise you made to fulfillment let us have strong faith so that we can have all that Christ died to give us and empower us to live in ways that honor you and bring you glory.